Hello and welcome to Cannabis Grand Rounds, a production by physicians with advanced degrees in cannabis medicine. Your hosts, Dr. Lee Van Oker, Dr. Les Matthews, and Dr. Hal Altman, will offer unbiased medical cannabis education for healthcare providers and the motivated public. Our content is selected with the objective to fully explore cannabis as science and medicine and pledges to reflect current cannabis knowledge with no hidden agenda nor sponsorships. Hello and welcome back to Cannabis Grand Rounds. My name is Dr. Les Matthews. I am one of the co-founders of this podcast and I'm thrilled to be joined today by one of our other co-founders, Dr. Lee Van Oker. Together, we are both medical doctors who hold master's degrees in medical cannabis and are producing this podcast to educate our patients and our providers on all things related to cannabis. In this particular podcast, we're going to take a little bit of a dive into the pharmacologic aspects of uh, cannabis and specifically THC. And I think many people have seen reference to a cannabinoid that is referred to as THCA and are confused by what the A means and how it's different than THC and what implications there are for use and, and therapeutic advances and so on. So Lee, it's, it's a pleasure to have you join me again. And can you uh, take a little dive for the audience into this whole topic of THCA? Yeah, it's interesting and it's fascinating. I just went to a fabulous lecture at the Cannabis uh, Conference East. Uh, Dr. Dustin Sulak talked about all acidic cannabinoids because all cannabinoids start in the acidic uh, form in the plant. So all live, fresh plants have the acid form. So there's a CBDA, there's a CBGA, there's a THCA. Um, and so, you know, just to refresh a little chemistry, but this is for clinicians, right? Acid form uh, means that it has a charge on it. Um, and what happens when we burn it and heat it up is it decarboxylates because it has the carboxyl acid component. And uh, it's been a while since organic chemistry. I'm not 100% sure I can draw it, but it's a carboxyl acid. It comes off when you heat it from the energy. The thing about an acid form if, of anything is it has a charge to it. So we always talk about cannabinoids, and we did in our pharmacology podcast. They are very uh, lipophilic. They love fat, and they don't have any charge. And that's why it gets into the brain very easily. Whereas THCA, which is the is the acid form, it it's doesn't get into the brain as easily. And what's interesting, as I said, it's in the fresh live plant. So if you picked off a bud from a plant and chewed it up, you might get a little bit of THCA in your mouth that would dissolve in the liquid, but the majority, it, it wouldn't make you high. And that's the beauty, I think, of it. Some people might say, oh, well, that's not good. But the beauty of it is it has a lot of pharmacologic effects but it doesn't make you high. So, and 90% of the plant less is actually composed in the raw, live, fresh plant and flowers uh, as THCA. 
And to be clear, most of the population that is seeking treatment through the use of medical cannabis, and we devoted earlier podcasts to the senior population, for example, they're not particularly interested in getting high. Right. Right? They want, they want other benefits, but they're not looking for the psychogenic benefits or implications of cannabis. So the potential to offer them the therapeutic benefits without the, the psycholo- or psychoactive benefits is, is very compelling. Yeah, it is. And the research in it is is all pretty new. We're looking at it. It's it's kind of an unstable form. It degrades quickly into THC, even if it dries or age or is exposed to light for too long, or of course, heating it can all decarboxylate it um, to the neutral THC. So it has been hard to do research, just like are called secondary metabolites for the plant. So the plant kind of doesn't make it for our benefit, really. It's really used to defend itself against predators, insects, things like that. But what's interesting, so when you smoke the plant, a flower, 30 to 70% of the THCA will convert to THC at any temperature like over 140. So for oral administration of it, as we said, it's acid, it has a charge, which is called polar. So it does dissolve in water more. And I've had people, not here in Maryland, because we're not allowed to grow our own plants, but I've discussed with Dr. Sulak, he highly recommends making a tea out of it because you can take the buds, you can put them in water, not quite boiling because uh, you don't want to damage it and create more THC, but up to that level, and it's all water soluble. So kind of tepid, let it steep for a while, and you can drink the THCA out of it, and it does absorb better. As you said, the reason it's not psychoactive is because it does have less binding at the CB1 and CB2 receptors, probably because of the increased water solubility. So it's not diffusing across that blood-brain barrier. But it does respond to other receptors that we have in our body, and it has been known to have anti-inflammatory properties. It can be neuroprotective. They've done uh, studies, cell studies, that show it has anti-neoplastic properties. So this is kind of um, a new area in cannabinoid research looking at the acid forms for all the different ones. And by the way, there's, you know, there's an enzyme in the plant called THCA synthase. The compounds all kind of are derived from the granddaddy of all cannabinoids, which is cannabigerol acid, CBGA. That's the main one. And then all of them, there's different enzymes in the plant that create the different either THCA or CBDA. And the plant does it to protect itself from different predators. That's how it picks kind of what it does. We've now in the um, medical markets, and I'm sure in the adult use markets, they've, you know, started breeding the plants to have higher levels of this and that. But in, in the wild, it was more of a protective mechanism for the plant. So, so we could find ourselves at a point in the future where legalization has moved in a positive direction, research has moved in a positive direction, where perhaps 
these acid forms of various cannabinoids, including THC, could become more of a mainstay therapeutic uh, modality that would have the benefits without the psychoactive downsides, yeah, if you will. And there is preclinical research on it and anecdotal evidence um, from people like Dr. Dustin Sulak, who, who treats thousands of people, that it is useful. I mean, the anti-inflammatory properties have showed in the, in the preclinical lab and tissue cultures that it's good for arthritis and lupus models of tissue culture. Same thing for the neurodegenerative diseases like the Parkinson disease model and Huntington's model that they do in cell cultures and animal cultures. It's it's been found to be helpful, uh, even looking at um, prostate and breast cell cancer cultures. It's been shown to cause apoptosis, which is a form of killing the cancer cell, that it just, the cell commits suicide, so you don't see the side effects. Part of the toxic side effects of chemotherapy are related to the inflammatory storm. You know, we talked about cytokine storm with COVID, it's a similar thing. Your body goes into overdrive trying to get rid of uh, all the the inflammatory pieces of the cells being killed. Whereas cannabis, both THC, THCA, all the other cannabinoids, they sort of do it in a kinder, gentler way. They get the cells to commit suicide with no inflammation. So I think we'll uh, definitely start to see more of this. And by the way, you can, I, I do prescribe because Dustin is such a big proponent of it. He sells healer products here and he has tinctures of THCA. You have to keep any acid form has to be kept in the refrigerator because leaving it out will convert it more to THC. But, um, he has a product and you know it's he calls it non-intoxicating help for pain and uh his products um i highly recommend <laughs> to patients usually because they're very simple to use good instructions tell you how many drops exactly for the milliliters and he has thca he has a, a nighttime that's just thc so he has those products so you can find them and use them aside from creating a tea out of a flower i think in Maryland, most people, if they are buying flowers, they don't want to steep it in a tea. Um, he had told me in in Maine, once it was legal, you could grow a certain amount of your own plants, and then there are lots of parts of the plant, like the leaves, which people don't realize do have cannabinoids in them, including THCA, and you can use those parts of the plant to steep in a tea, too. Well, Lee, thank you. This has been uh, a very interesting conversation, and hopefully it has um, served to educate our listeners in some of the nuances around the pharmacology and the evolving state of the art regarding cannabis and THD therapy. So thank you. My pleasure. All information, material, and content on this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional and or medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment by a qualified physician or healthcare provider. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. 
The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. Cannabis Grand Rounds LLC does not offer personal health or medical advice. If you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or call 911 immediately.